0: So I have always been very, very proud to call myself a servant. I enjoy serving other people and helping people achieve what they want to achieve. Some people have a hang up. They they don't know there's a difference between being a servant and serving and being in servitude.
1: Episode 200. You heard that right. 200. Helping others get what they want. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With 1.8 million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best selling author. Of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. And Jason, uh, in 2013 is when we started this. We've taken a couple breaks while you've written books. Yes. We're at episode number 200.
0: I mean, do you know how much time I've spent, uh, how much time we've spent together? I mean, we've spent a lot of time
1: together, a lot. It's very cool. And it's every one of them has been a learning experience and it's, uh, well, we say it every single time because it's absolutely true. I look forward to these conversations. And so do I. I And
0: every now and again, I hear from somebody, I heard from somebody not long ago that was boarding a Singapore Airlines flight from i believe sydney to singapore that's a long flight and uh, he said his intention was to to binge listen to as many episodes as he could and uh, i just like the fact that we've been able to uh, along the way uh you know um, pump people up move them along uh, teach them something they don't know uh open up some new horizons for them. I, uh, and, and in fact, I guess that's what more we're going to be talking about today. But uh, so here is to 200 episodes. I'm, I'm supercharged and excited.
1: One of the things that I love about um, your on stage presentation is when you take the audience through this process of thinking about th- this basic human desire of, we want our tomorrows to be better than today and you told me today that you wanted to revisit the subject of getting what you want by helping others get what they want and for people who might not have been listening 150 or 180 episodes ago why don't you tee this up and give us a little background about this idea of helping others get what they want well i'm having a birthday today and uh, as we record this yeah yes uh, happy birthday
0: thank you very much and uh and one of the things I like to do on my birthday, I mean, it's been kind of a crazy day with a big schedule, but, but this morning I, I did have that hour of uh, contemplation at, at about 4.30 in the morning. And I like to think about uh, what the journey has been, uh, where the journey is headed, uh, what I've accomplished, what I want to accomplish, uh, how grateful I am, what have been the big things in my life. And today I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that uh, whatever I've achieved in life, whatever I've achieved in life uh, is all because of one thing. And that one thing is this, I, I love helping people get what they want. I help people, I love helping people achieve what they want to achieve. And along the way, uh, the reality is, is that it's been very financially beneficial for me, because people are always very, very generous. If you can help someone achieve what they want to achieve, believe me, you're you're going to be taken care of. And so, let me. I, so, I, so I was walking down memory lane this morning, and I was thinking of when uh, uh, we talked in, uh, I guess, episode number one, that I became the uh, youngest owner of a radio station in the United States uh, when I was barely out of school. I was like uh, 21 and a half, and and that had been something I really wanted to do. And most of my time had been on the air in radio and television, I knew nothing about sales, but if you 're going to own a radio station you 're going to figure you 're going to figure out something about growing revenues and you 're going to figure out something about sales or you 're not going to be in business very long and I remember I dreaded the thought of going out with salespeople. I just dreaded it I thought there was something. Schmarmy about it, uh, something unsavory about sales. Uh, I was a programmer. I was an on-air talent. I, I, I knew that part of the business and I had all of these, uh, preconceived ideas about what sales was. And well, it turned out they were correct. Uh, there's a lot of schmarmy salespeople. I mean, walking around trying to sell radio commercials, uh, to people. But for me, it was always something else. I mean, it was sitting down with a car dealer and saying, um, tell me the story of your dealership. And uh, after you hear the story of the dealership, what are you trying to accomplish here? You told me you're selling uh, 150 new cars a month. How many would you like to be selling? Oh, I'd like to be selling 200. And, and you said you're selling 150 used. How many used would you like to be selling? Oh, I'd like to be selling an extra 50 used. So you'd like to sell an extra 100 cars a month, an extra 50 and an extra 50 new and an extra 50 used. And, uh, and how many people would it take? Well, we have a closing ratio of about one out of five. So if you've got a closing ratio of one out of five, you need about 500 more prospects walking in here uh, every month in order to achieve that. And, and, what would, and what would it be worth to you to invest to make that happen? and um i and t- to me the thrill was never getting a signed contract uh, that was not it My thrill was always selling those extra cars for the dealership or bringing in extra patients for the cosmetic surgeon or determining uh, the $50,000 that the sporting goods store wanted to do in a special weekend sale. And so I never saw it as selling advertising. I saw it as serving business people by helping them achieve what they want to achieve. And then out of the radio stations, uh, Morph, my first consulting company, uh, Jennings and McLaughlin and we worked with radio, television stations and newspapers uh, all around the and cable systems all around the world. And what was it all all about? It was always about helping these radio stations, helping these television stations, helping these newspapers achieve what they want to achieve. Uh, my books, I, I try to write every book from the point of view of how will this help somebody move closer to where they want to be And my speeches, um, You know, I, I always ask the question, uh, w- w- what's the challenge? What are the problems? What do you want this speech to accomplish? How can I serve you with long lasting value? So I have always been, Dale, uh, very, very proud uh, to call myself a servant. I enjoy serving other people and helping people achieve what they want to achieve. Some people have a hang up. They, they don't know there's a difference between being a servant and serving and being in servitude. They think they're one and the same. They think that if you're serving or you are a servant, that you are... Owned or you serve at the pleasure of somebody else, and uh, I mean that's that's a couple of hundred decades or a couple of hundred years ago. I, I've never seen myself as being in bondage or servitude to anyone. My thrill, my greatest thrill in life, is um, is serving other people. And so I started thinking uh, earlier today, uh, again on my birthday, what does it take to be a servant leader? I mean, it's a subject I've, I've lectured about and talked about. We did a podcast about, uh, but I went in search and, and I found a company really cool company. They're called the Y Scouts. And uh, they have put together a great list of attributes required, personality characteristics required in order to truly want to be a servant leader. Now, the neat thing about this company, what they do is they're a search company, an employee search company. They search for executive talent for purpose-driven companies that are only looking for purpose-driven driven leadership. Because if you have a pur- purpose-driven company and you put in uh, a, a commodity type uh, or a transactional type leader, uh, it's it's not going to work. It's vinegar and oil. It's not going to work together. Now, it was founded by Ann uh, Rhodes, and she served for a long, long time as the chief people officer of Southwest Airlines. So that's all I really needed to know. So we've talked about a bunch of things. I thought that there, on their website, it, it's just whyscouts.com. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm going to cover some of the highlights because the question is not everybody can be, not everybody can serve other people. Uh, not everybody can give themselves to serving other people. Not everybody wants to um, spend their life serving other people. For me, I can't imagine any other way. There is an entirely different type of person who is just a transactional person. They don't want any emotion involved. They don't want any compassion involved. They just want to cut the deal. They want to do as many deals as they possibly can. If a little bit of lying, cheating, and stealing along the way or misrepresentation is required, I mean, they, they really don't care. They, they are just purely transactional. Uh, so if if somebody comes from a transactional only Mindset—that's all they can do. They—they they cannot make the leap to become somebody who serves other people. So let me just cover this list, and then I'll answer some questions for you. Number one, as she said, uh, or the, the list from the Y Scouts, you have to have empathy. That's the first requirement. A servant leader has the ability to recognize and understand the feelings and emotions that are experienced by other people. Now, Dale, there's a lot of people who just don't care how other people feel. So obviously, they don't have any empathy. Uh, I I think you're a very empathetic person. You you have an interest in knowing how other people feel, what their emotions are, what's going on for them. It's the ability to put yourself in the shoes of the other person and really feel whatever they're feeling. I mean, any time in those early radio years when an advertiser said to me, look, I mean, I've got to be selling these extra 50 cars a month or I'm in trouble. I mean, it was like a, a gut punch. I mean, I felt what they were feeling and all of a sudden I wanted to help. I wanted to help them sell those extra 50 cars a month. And so number one, you could not be a servant leader unless you have a High level of empathy. Number two, we did a whole podcast on this, and I think it was back number 10, 11, 12, or 14. And I thought it was one of the best pieces of work we've ever done. Um, and, and I would urge people to go back on listening. You have to be, uh, uh, you have to train yourself to be a listener by paying complete attention to what others are saying servant leaders then are able to get a complete understanding of all the interpersonal situations that they're dealing with. And they use active listening to resolve conflicts and counsel others and, and, and in part training. And um, this is something I, I, don't know if the skill can be uh, uh, I don't know if it's a skill that can be taught. I, I believe that most things can be taught, but I think you either have a curiosity and a desire to listen and a desire to learn Or you don't. I I, I remember one time I was uh, recording and hosting a video training program and the episode we were doing was about listening and uh, the producer uh, of the program rather cluelessly said, you know, there are some people who just aren't are, are not going to know the questions to ask. So, so can't we just write down the twenty questions you ask everybody and laminate them so they can carry them in with them or memorize them? Well, that would miss the whole point. Uh, when you're really listening, uh, your favorite words are, uh, and then what happened next? Uh huh. And then what happened? Well, tell me more. And and then what happened? Uh huh. Yeah, I get it. And and then and then and then, I have sat with CEOs in research for the book, in all day listening sessions that were generally in two four hour blocks for one short break to break some bread. And I did little more than say, and then, and next, and then what happened? And then what happened? And at the end of the day, so many times people have said, God, this has been a wonderful wonderful process. You're such a good conversationalist. When in reality, I basically said nothing because I love to listen and learn. So, unless you truly love to listen and learn and have a sense of curiosity, you'll never be a good listener. Number three, awareness. Uh, many people in positions of power are blissfully ignorant of their shortcomings. Uh, but not people who serve. They're completely aware of their strengths, their weaknesses, their values, their emotions, and their feelings. And this self-awareness allows the servant leader, the one who serves others and helps others get what they want to get, to understand personal biases and and set them aside while making decisions. Here's one of my favorites. Uh, Number four, I never thought about this before, conceptualization. Uh, An important quality of a servant leader is their ability to conceptualize the possibilities of the future and reconcile it with current realities. And I'm going to go back to the example of sitting at that first radio station that I owned, sitting with the car dealer who needed to sell 50 additional new cars a month and 50 additional used cars a month. And, and, I, understood, and I heard why it had to happen. I felt his pain. I felt his desire for growth. I mean, I felt his motivation. I understood. But then, of course, all I could start thinking about was, now, how can we help him do this? How can I help him do this? So servant leaders have this, they build the ability to conceptualize. And sometimes they have to ask others for help uh, to conceptualize solutions for other people. Uh, A servant leader has to be persuasive. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, It's easy for a servant leader to influence the opinions and actions of others through persuasive skills because, uh, and the quality comes in handy in negotiations with business partners, customers, and stakeholders. Uh, Since servant leaders are dedicated to the welfare of others, uh, they use this ability only to influence others positively. Um, I can, I, I once asked a question, uh, in a session uh, in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, I was t- talking to a bunch of people in the media business. And uh, I said, now, if you were working in a department store, in the electronics uh, area of a department store, and you sold toasters, and you knew that half the toasters didn't work, you knew that half the toasters were bogus, how many of you would be able to sell them? And I was alarmed at the number of people who would have no compunction, no hesitation about selling a toaster. They knew that wasn't going to work. The reason a servant leader can be persuasive is because they understand they're going to do whatever it ta- they're acting in the best interest of the person they're being uh, persuasive to. And there's uh, two more. Uh, stewardship. I talk a lot about stewardship. Uh, a, a servant leader acts as a steward for the organization's resources. They assume responsibility for planning and managing all available resources for the betterment and prosperity of the organization, the employees, and the shareholders. And then finally, number seven, uh, servant leaders are committed to the growth of others. Um, You asked me earlier uh, if I had received any uh, neat uh, birthday gifts today, and my response was yes. Uh, My birthday actually happened yesterday in Australia, New Zealand, and Asia. Uh, The 30 or 40 telephone calls and instant messages and texts that I received from people who I'd been able to influence their life. Those were like, and, and watch them grow and watch them become powerful, powerful leaders. That was the greatest gift I could get. The messages I started getting early this morning on the West coast of the United States, uh, from Europe, from people who I've been able to help grow. Those were the gifts and the, uh, many, Many, many phone calls and texts and Facebook messages today from people who I've been able to help grow. Wow, did I get birthday gifts today? An abundance of gifts. I don't need stuff. Those were the greatest gifts I could have had.
1: So I love that list. What's your reaction? You want to talk about it? It's interesting. I was having a conversation with a person just this morning who was sharing with me their frustration about an owner of a large company. Who is not self aware and is not, and in not being self aware, is not aware of the impact they right. have on others around them in the organization and the bottlenecks that it creates, the inefficiency that it creates, the confusion that it creates, and it ripples down and cascades throughout the organization. And,
0: uh, that this could-
1: awareness idea is so important.
0: Uh, It is. It is. I thought this was a a great list. I thought it says it all uh, or says most of it. Uh, It certainly uh, spoke to me. And I I wanted to share those things because I I, I think it wraps it up uh, pretty nicely.
1: But when you and when you think about the companies, the the leaders that you've interviewed in all these years. Yes. They have to have those character traits and attributes in order to lead truly great companies. Otherwise, they're
0: just posers and pretenders, and they are gone very quickly. There are, there are more servant leaders who don't even know that they are servant leaders than there are bad guys doing it the wrong way. There's a lot of people out there doing it the right way. There's a lot of people who really want to do it the right way. And I would say there's a far smaller uh, number of, of bad actors who don't give a damn I, mm-hmm. I i i really do and i i and i guess if i didn't believe that i would have a hard time going forward right but i truly believe that i constantly encounter spend time with interview work with leaders whose head have met their heart it's in the right place and they get what we're talking about
1: so just to review really quickly, uh, you found this through the Y scouts, just the letter Y scouts and seven, seven areas that uh, Oh, they, are- they've actually, they, Dale, they've actually got about 10 or 12. Oh, they do. And, okay, yeah, so and, you and, picked out these seven. Yeah, So I would urge
0: everybody to go to the Y scouts website and uh, it's just Y com, and, uh, and uh, mosey around. It, it's, it's, it's very interesting stuff. So I, so I just
1: picked several of them. Awesome. So I'm going to go through the list one more time because I think yep. they're so powerful. If folks are driving into work or driving home from work. Uh, a great reminder, it's empathy, listening, awareness, conceptualization, being persuasive because you really believe in the product and believe that it's going to do good for somebody, stewardship, and being committed to the growth of others, helping people have a better tomorrow than today. Any and, other words for us? Yeah,
0: well, yeah, a couple of words. I mean, to me, uh, as I was going about all my Google searches today, uh, on a birthday, where I was supposed to be taking the day off, actually, um, and I stumbled across, so there, there's a great body of work out there, but I was amazed to find that here are, here's a company that specializes only in finding purpose-driven leaders for purpose-driven companies. I mean, wow, that is pretty neat. So uh, their website, I think, is worth a visit by anybody. Uh Yeah, I'd I share one of the thought. I uh, I was searching today, because you always ask me, do I have any final thought? And uh, yeah, a few words I've never forgotten. And this one, I first heard, I can't even provide attribution. I wanted to search to provide attribution today, and I couldn't even find that. This goes back to uh, like being in Luther League when I was a kid and it is the measure of a person's greatness is not the number of servants they have, but the number of people they have served. Mm. And uh, uh, those are pretty good words to live by, I think.
1: Absolutely. Hey, if you have a, something you'd like to add to the list of servant leader character traits, Jason would love to hear. Send him an email, the address, Jason, at jason-jennings.com is the email address. Also, while you are out there on the keyboard, on the computer, would you do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast playing app while you are there. Rate and review the podcast. It makes it easier for people to find. Hopefully, we've earned those five stars from you. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event, visit the website jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential.